You are listening to the American Truth Project podcast. I have uh, Barry Nussbaum with me because the debates are taking place as we are talking. And uh, Barry is a political analyst. He is here to discuss the GOP debate and give his analysis. Barry, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jake. Great to be here. All right, Barry, uh, give us the rundown. Who do you think is winning right now? Drudge Report says Trump's winning big. I don't know. I'm hearing some stuff. What are you what are you thinking? Well, I think what the political analyst behind the scenes said to uh, Marco before the debate and Cruz before the debate that this is a title fight and we're going into the 13th round and Cruz and and uh, Marco are so far behind on points either they knock out the champ or this is over yeah. uh, we're coming up on Super Tuesday in a couple days as you mentioned earlier tonight and if that goes Trump this is all she wrote, and it's just going to be a competition for vice president, for secretary of state, and in the case of uh, Dr. Carson, as I've been saying, for most of this campaign, uh, in his case, uh, he can be uh, the secretary of medicine because that's probably where he belongs. Yeah. As, you can as you can tell by watching, everything is against Donald, and he's, he's literally handling it quite right, well. Right. Barry, well, to what degree do they have to totally punch him out? Like, do they have to make him look completely minimalized, uh, completely foolish, to, to just uh, completely lose his temper uh, in, in order to, in your prediction, win on Super Tuesday? Yeah, here's the big problem. Um, he has so much of the angst vote unless he's discredited tonight, he's going to continue to have the disaffected people that have just had it with the political system and are ready for anybody to step in and say, I'm an outsider, I'm ready to do this. I don't see any way for them to do that unless they jump on him and gang up on him uh, literally as a team. And that's pretty much what's been happening tonight. It's everybody versus Trump with the exception of Carson and Kasich, who stay on the sidelines and are trying to be polite. They're running for vice president, as you can tell. Yes, they're definitely running for something, because I did notice that distinction as well. But Barry, this is my question for you. Trump continues to say he's going to defund Planned Parenthood. He said that in no uncertain terms. But a lot of people are having trouble believing that, because he continues to state mistruths. Uh, not that I'm saying that he's lying, but I'm saying that he maybe doesn't understand that Planned Parenthood does not do mammograms. I don't even think they do pap tests for cervical cancer, as he mentioned tonight. Why does he stay with this path of complimenting an organization that he says he wants to defund? You know, I, I don't believe, and this may sound a little weird, I don't think he thinks in a linear fashion. He's he tends to jump around uh, on every single subject. And historical accuracy and a trend in his own background regarding his political views over time don't seem to come out very clearly. I really don't think he thinks that way. So when you ask him a question like uh, Hugh Hewitt did a little while ago, last year on my radio show, you said blah, blah, blah about your tax returns, and you said you would release them, and you said they'd be out on time. Donald doesn't make a direct answer. He talks about the fact that Hugh doesn't have very good ratings and his show isn't that good. So what does that do? It deflects, it distracts, and Trump goes on to the issues he wants to talk about. But I mean, how are voters supposed to take that? How are voters supposed <laughs> to trust someone? 
and obviously many do, but how are voters supposed to trust someone, Barry, who isn't going to give direct answers to questions? And as, as Ted Cruz pointed out, I believe it was, I know it was, it was, it was Rubio, as, as Rubio pointed out in the debate tonight, um, he repeats and repeats and repeats the same thing. Although he stays on message, he, he doesn't give the finer details, and sometimes when he does, they contradict his own stances on things. So how is a voter, how is he going to gain the support that he needs if he becomes the nominee to win the general election? You know, he's going to have to be reformatted, G, in the national uh, general election when he takes on Hillary. Because this sort of, I don't really answer a question, I'm a big picture, going to make America great kind of answer, is working right now because there's such a diverse atmosphere of so many opinions. I mean, earlier tonight, I think all five candidates were talking at the exact same time uh, while the crowd was cheering. It's almost like a slugfest. When it gets down to him versus Hillary in real debates, he's going to have to be prepared in a linear fashion, as you just pointed out, to answer the finer points. He's got to have a platform that he can delineate at least ABC on taxes, ABC on trade. Here's what I'm going to do on ISIS, not just make America great. I don't think it's going to fly when he gets to the general. So far, it's worked like a charm. What are the big moments in tonight's debate so far, Barry? I think the biggest thing I've seen so far is that everybody is pounding on Donald in regards to his lack of program and his lack of plan that he can delineate. They're calling him a liar on a number of things, which he's been getting away with. I think when I look at the, the delegate count so far, he's so far ahead, Dr. G, there is no way for anybody to catch him unless everybody merges all of their support, which is not possible, mm -hmm. and all of that support coalesced around either Cruz or Rubio, and then there would be a fight of program, platform, and specifics against, I'm going to make America great. I really don't think it's going to happen because I don't think anybody can control their followers that closely. Regardless, that's what the Republican establishment is dreaming of. I don't think they're going to be able to deliver it. The big deal today, the big story today, I actually did uh, hits on other networks today about this as well. It, it was that Romney has said that he hasn't given his tax uh, returns, hasn't disclosed his tax returns. He says, said in the debate, that's because he's under audit right now and he can't give them. Um, and, and what's your take on that? You know, it's really curious. Uh, this is um, maybe a little bit of the pot calling the kettle black. Mitt came out with his returns uh, in the last election very, very late. Um, Donald's tax returns are probably two and a half feet high. My guess is his people are going through them very carefully to figure out what's in there. If you can imagine a guy with hundreds of companies, uh, billions of dollars in cash flow, those tax returns must literally be a books load. on a top of load. books on we'll top of We'll check in books. with you in a minute again, Barry. Up next, Chris Ann Hall. Stay where you are. More America Trends live debate coverage coming up right after this. The GOP debate is, of course, trending. It is taking place as you and I speak. With me right now, Barry Nussbaum, political analyst. You can find him at findbarry.com. Welcome back to the show, Barry. Update us. Oh, it's getting crazy, Dr. G. Here are the headlines from the last 10 minutes or so, uh, in no uncertain order. Trump had a big, big get by saying enough's enough. 
uh, Korea, Japan, Saudi Arabia, and Europe needs to pay their fair share of defending themselves. The United States, with its massive mounting trillions and trillions in unpaid deficits, needs to have a contribution. I think he's right, and I think he scored some big points on it. He was questioned by Rubio, are you planning to abandon them? And Trump's answer was perfect, no. They just need to pay their fair share. Mm. They've got plenty of money. Why should we pay to defend them? I thought that was a great claim. Carson had a terrific comment. He said, you know, I filed my taxes my whole life. The IRS has never talked to me until I spoke at the National Prayer Breakfast. And the first time that happened, I got audited. Mm. And they've been auditing me ever since. Wow. Very curious that the IRS gets used for political agenda purposes. And at the end of his little vignette, uh, Dr. Carson said, and this is why we need to disband the IRS. And he yeah. got a standing ovation. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, it got interesting on Syria. Instead of pointing out the fact that Obama's red line got erased in the sand on chemical weapons and everything else that Bashar Assad did in slaughtering his own people, all the major candidates attacked the hell out of each other and called each other liars. Mm. The only one that really scored points on Syria, Dr. G, was uh, Governor Kasich, who explained why Syria's in the mess they are. Mm. Fortunately, all of them agreed on Israel, that Israel needs to be better protected, and they commented on the fact that the Hillary Clinton, uh, John Kerry foreign policy has left uh, Israel abandoned. Uh, the story was told by um, uh, Dr. Carson that when he was in Israel, every single Israeli told him that he interviewed all over the country a couple months ago. They felt abandoned by the United States. All right. Uh, I want to get to a couple of videos because, of course, the, the issue that Donald Trump put on the map is illegal immigration and building that wall. Let's go to our first clip. Mr. Trump, you want to respond to that? Well, I'm very glad that Ted mentioned Arizona because probably the toughest man on borders is Sheriff Joe Arpaio. And two days ago, he totally endorsed me. So thank you. Senator Rubio, Senator Rubio. Well, for Senator Cruz, Senator Cruz has called your immigration plan amnesty and has an ad out there comparing it to President Obama's. He says both of you support allowing undocumented immigrants legal status here in the United States after a background check, paying a fine and paying taxes. Are those claims correct? Well, first of all, before we do anything, and I've been abundantly... On this. When I'm president of the United States, before we do anything on immigration, we are going to secure the border. And that's not just the physical border with Mexico. It's visa overstays. That's 45% of the problem right there. It also has to do, that's why we need E-Verify and an entry-exit tracking system and so forth. And until that happens, we're not doing anything else. And then we'll see what the American people are willing to support. As, uh, as we will. Now, it's, it's been interesting, Barry, because the illegal immigration conversation has dominated. They keep saying that he that Trump can't build the wall. He says he can. What, what did you think about that interchange? Well, the background, and it was said um, earlier, uh, ex-president Vicente Fox was quoted and uh, then rebutted by Trump uh, earlier after saying, we will not build the effing wall. Mm -hmm. We will not let you build the effing wall and make us pay for it. And uh, Trump responded by saying uh, ex-President Fox owes him an apology for cursing in response to the proposal. 
Um, I think you really hit the nail on the head. And let me tell you what I think is really resonating with the voters is the fact that this entire issue was created solely by one Mr. Donald Trump. Yeah. Before he created it, as you mentioned, it didn't exist. Didn't it exist. wasn't in the campaign. Well, and I'm glad you said that because the fireworks continued over this issue, Barry. Watch this. And Donald mentioned, because he mentioned me in his answer, that his position on immigration is what's driven this debate. Well, the truth is, though, that a lot of these positions that he's now taking are new to him. In 2011, he talked about the need for a pathway to citizenship. In 2012, Donald criticized Mitt Romney, saying that Mitt lost his election because of self-deportation. And so even today, we saw a report in one of the newspapers that, Donald, you've hired a significant number of people from other countries to take jobs that Americans could have filled. My mom and dad, my mom was a maid at a hotel, and instead of hiring an American like her, you have brought in over a thousand people from all over the world to fill those jobs instead. So I think this is an important issue. And I think we all realize increasingly that's an important issue for the country that's been debated for 30 years, but finally needs to be solved once and for all. Mr. Trump? Well, first of all, self-deportation is people are going to leave as soon as they see others going out. If you look at Dwight Eisenhower in the 1950s, they started moving people out and the rest of them left. Self-deportation, as I really define it, and that's the way I define it, is you're going to get some to go and the rest are going to go out. As far as the people that I've hired in various parts of Florida during the absolute prime season, like Palm Beach and other locations, you could not get help. It's the up season. People didn't want to have part-time jobs. They were part-time jobs, very seasonal, 90-day jobs, 120-day jobs, and you couldn't get. Everybody agrees with me on that. They were part-time jobs. You needed them, or we just might as well close the doors because you couldn't get help in those hot, hot sections of Florida. Hmm. All right, Barry, what do you make of that? I thought that was a terrific response, actually, mm. by the Donald. Uh, he handled it very well. He could have added uh, I also employ 150,000 people worldwide, uh, which made, which would have made it even uh, a better answer. But you know, hindsight's 2020, especially mm -hmm. when we're watching from he the sidelines. He did say that at some point. <laughs> it wasn't perhaps in that interchange, but he did say. I remember hearing him make that point. Yeah, I thought he had a terrific answer, uh, Dr. G, and uh, I happen to agree with him on that point. Uh, seasonal workers, you get them where you can find them. Whoever is in the labor force, and I thought he did a pretty good job of it. Keep in mind. As these guys start to drill down on policy, the big picture answers, which Donald uh, specializes in, are the ones that are going to carry the day. Mm -hmm. People understand he wants illegals out and he wants people legal and he doesn't want anyone else coming in that shouldn't be here. He and I, owns I think, that issue. He does. And I think I think some people think that if that doesn't happen, it doesn't matter if you're pro-life. It doesn't matter who you want for the Supreme Court. It doesn't matter what happens to Israel because the United States of America will cease to exist without somebody standing strong on that wall issue. And I think that is I think that is his leverage issue with the rest of these candidates. And I think that's what makes him relatively unstoppable at this point. Now, Donald Trump had some real zingers tonight. He's always the most entertaining of the folks in the uh, debates, and he didn't, he did not pull any punches tonight either. He was managed, he managed to get right back in their faces. So going now back to our analyst, uh, Barry Nussbaum, tell us what has happened. Well, we had a couple of very interesting things, and we might even have this video uh, I hope we do from Jason. There was a very weird question from the Telemundo uh, journalist who asked Donald Trump, you're going to build a wall on the Mexican border. Why not build a wall on the Canadian border? 
as she put it, isn't that like closing the front door and leaving the back door open? And Trump just knocked it out of the park when he answered her by saying simply, the problems are coming across the Mexican border. That's where the drugs are coming in. That's where the terrorists will come. And that's where the criminals are. I just killed in uh, New Hampshire. They're worried about heroin and the heroin doesn't come from Canada. Yeah. He right. really killed on that one. Yeah. Well, real quick, I want to go to that because we have that clip. Go ahead. Mr. Trump, you have been very vocal about securing the Mexican border, but ISIS has called upon its supporters to conduct attacks in our neighbor to the north, Canada. Uh, as a matter of fact, U.S. officials have warned that it is the Canadian border which is the most significant threat. You have said that you will not build a wall in Canada. When it comes to national security and the threat of terrorism, why does Mexico need a wall and Canada doesn't? Isn't that like closing the front door and leaving the back door open? First of all, you're talking about a border that's many, many, many times longer. You're talking about a massive border. We have far less problem with that border than we do with our southern border. And tremendous amounts, you know, I won. I had the privilege of winning by a landslide, by the way, New Hampshire. You go to New Hampshire, the first thing they talk about is heroin and drugs pouring in. And you wouldn't think this beautiful place is beautiful with the trees and the roads and the countryside. Their biggest problem is heroin. And it's such a shame to see it. They're pouring in from the southern border. So I'm talking about great security. I'm talking a wall that can absolutely be built. And I'll build it on time, on budget. It'll be a very high wall, a great wall. It's going to be built. It's going to be paid for by Canada, by the way. It's going to be paid for. Maybe I'll get Canada paid. It's going to be paid for by Mexico. The problem with the, the problem with Canada, you're talking about a massively long piece. You're talking about a, a border that would be uh, about four times longer. It would be very, very hard to do. And we, it is not our biggest problem. I don't care what anyone says. It is not our big problem. Our problem is not only people coming in, and in many cases the wrong people, it's the tremendous amount of drugs that are coming in. And terrorists. I sort of wish he'd mentioned terrorists too, Barry, but what's your take on that? I thought he killed it. Uh, it was obviously a loaded question coming from someone that was trying to embarrass him, and he handled it perfectly. And I think the voters that watch tonight are going to get that fact. He literally uh, showed the question for what it was, and uh, if you're scoring the points, that's a big one in the Donald's corner. All right. Uh, so was there anything in terms of a winner that was clear in tonight's debate, Barry? You know what's interesting, G? The way each one of the candidates wrapped up in their one-minute uh, last sentences, uh, that sort of characterized the way the debates were. Uh, Dr. Carson said, uh, showing his hands, these are the hands that have saved many lives, uh, put the job in my hands. Uh, he didn't win any points. Uh, Kasich said very smartly, I beat Hillary by 11% more than anybody. I thought that was great. Rubio right. said, let's Sorry, end Barry, we're going to have to leave it there. Okay. We are so out of time. And uh, we thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.